There's a memory that will cling to me if I live forever and a day. I will never forget how I and my loved one met and our romance came our way. I was an incubator baby and she was the girl next door. I turned my head Smiled at her and said, Darling, you're the one I've been waiting for. It was a case of love at first sight. The first kiss made my hopes soar. I've been happy and yet I always will regret that we hadn't met before. I was an incubator baby. And she was the girl next door. Yay! You want to put him on speaker and bring him in? Ask him about Zero Mostel? Yeah. Alright. Hey everybody, welcome to Comedy on Vinyl. This week, Zero Mostel sings songs my mother never sang. Um, I had to buy this after we did the, the Grinch. I mean, I love Zero Mostel anyway. But I had to buy this after, after the Grinch album. Uh... And I was uh, pleasantly surprised. I didn't get the chance to look as to whether or not it's the same composer, but it seems very much like it is the same composer, because it sounds exactly the same. It's from the same uh, time period. Um, but, uh, yeah. Zero Mostel. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. And, and then the Doogie Howser opening, where we can hear the clickety-clack of the keys <laughs> as we verify the information. We yeah. haven't already done that. I was hoping on. you would back me up and say, I'm not sure. backing anything up. I, 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 was, I was waiting for a nice clean opening, oh, a nice before, clean I, opening before, before I stuck my oar well, in. Okay, but what's the first thing you ever saw Zero Mostel in? Let's, f- let's just start that way. Uh, the first thing I ever saw Zero Mostel in... He's reading this off a of script. No, I... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the quests. Actually, everything you're hearing today is written off a script. Mm-hmm. No matter how ad libbed it sounds, yep. all the pauses, overlap of dialogue, um, nice. awkward. Uh, if you search for Zero Mostel Grinch outs. on Google, we're the third result in pictures, so that's exciting, right? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, so we are now, we, we'll go down in the annals of Google history. Uh, but yeah, no, um, the first thing I saw Zero Mostel in would probably be. Uh, I'd love to say it was Fiddler on the Roof because I grew up in New York, right, but right. it wasn't. I don't think I ever got the chance to see that. Um, How far towards the end of his career was that? That was um, that? when he was doing it on Broadway. I don't yeah. know. He was the one. I mean, it was. I don't know. It wasn't at the end. End. I mean, mm. he's the one who came up with the. He came up with that. Yeah, he made that up. What? It was just supposed to be something else, and he came. He forgot the lyrics. That's amazing. So he came up with that, and it was just so much better, and it just worked. Holy and shit! Yeah. So that's yeah. Again, another one of those. I hate to say these things because uh-huh. I, I love working in film and television, but it's the difference between, you know, like film and television stories and theater stories. Yeah. Because film and television people have anecdotes. And yeah. Theater people have stories. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, come up with something that eventually became what Topol would do in the movie. Right. You know? Right. Um, so many great. But now that you say that, that sounds. Perfectly right. So, so I think the first thing that I actually saw him in uh-huh. was when I was about 11 years old, 11, 12 years old. My father sat me down and made me watch The Producers okay. for the first time. That's perfect. And there, you know, and there, there's something I recognized about his voice. I had heard his voice on a couple of things, I think, before that. Uh-huh. Um, but, but I think that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after that, did you see like funny thing happen on the way to? Uh, on oh, the- and maybe yeah, maybe funny thing was maybe funny thing happened on the way to the forum was the first one. Okay, I think I remember sitting down with my father and him saying this is funny, and I didn't remember disagreeing with him right. the first ten to fifteen minutes. Uh-huh. You know, because a ten year old, you know, mm-hmm. my father's going, isn't that funny? It's a play on the whole Greek, and it already lost me. I'm right, like, I don't know, I don't like Greek food. <laughs> That's all I knew. It's like you know, gross cheese and olives. Yeah. And some funny smelling liquor. Yeah. So no, I was not interested. Were in you that. a big drinker as a kid? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I was yeah lushy. Uzo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, not much of a drinker. Okay. Not even on the high holidays. 
Is that how you have to say high holidays? Well, if you're going to chew it up on the high holidays, <laughs> you have to, because there's always that wonderfully sweet wine that <laughs> that makes kids want to drink. Mm-hmm. That's well, understandable. Not, not, not really. It still tastes like crap. Even a kid knows that. <laughs> hey, sweet, shitty wine! <laughs> the first thing I Mazel saw... Tov! No, sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. The first thing I saw him in was Dewberry Was a Lady. Have you ever seen that movie? Really? Yeah. Yes, I did. Very, yeah. very much after the fact. I watched... Really? Yeah. You know, about 40, 50 years later? Well, yeah. I mean, for me, I think the first time I saw it was about five, six years ago. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I grew up watching it, which I don't know what that says about my family, because I've never met anybody else who's ever seen it besides you. So <laughs> it kind of... I mean, but, which is weird, though, because it starred three of the biggest... Four, pardon me, of the biggest stars of their time. No, I lie. It's not... Lucille Ball wasn't anybody yet. This is her first big thing. Yeah. But Lucille Ball, Red Skelton, Sierra Mostel, and Gene Kelly. The idea that Red Skelton and Gene Kelly would be fighting for the same lady. Why not? I mean... If if Michael Jackson uh-huh. and Paul McCartney, Paul McCartney can true. fight for the same woman, I think my willing suspension of disbelief... Yeah. I can make believe, you know, what? Don Imus and a puppet, you know, are fighting over the same lady. You know, just pick any two random things, That's true. you know? That is true. The two lamps are fighting over the love of the light bulb, you know? It's yeah. like, well, one of them has to win. Fuck, that's a Pixar movie. You should trademark that. Yeah, very well, no, I, th- I think they already did that. They- yeah. yeah. And plus, plus the insertion of the light bulb oh, is yeah. not going to be very that's Disney dangerous. friendly. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, but, this, like, I was just thinking about it, looking back at, at Zero in, in that movie, and then later on, and again, what you just told me about Fiddler on the Roof. It all, he does, he was like one of those guys who I don't know if I, if I was an actor, one of his contemporaries, I don't know if I would have liked him, because he feels like a guy who liked to eat scenery, and chew it all up, and like really just take it, the attention from everybody else. Well, I don't, I don't think I don't he, know if that's true, but that's how it feels. Well, it me. definitely does, because he was so good at it. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah like, of course. But that's what I think would make it okay. I don't think he would be just a Jonathan Winters, totally off the chain. Right. You know, like, you don't know what the hell's going to come out of his mouth. Right. Uh, which is also awesome in its own way. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, like, they're all awesome. You know, like, I don't mind somebody to choose the scenery as long as they know that they're doing it, you know, yeah. and when to do it. You know, he could jump over Gene, Ke- uh, not Gene Kelly, over Gene Wilder and uh, the producers. Yeah. And Gene Wilder doesn't, I mean, he doesn't have any of his stuff, his thunder stolen from him. Right, you know, right. If anything else, it's the, you know, it's the two of them being hysterical in their own way. Oh, yeah. It makes it work so well. Yeah. Um, I do feel like maybe, though, that maybe he was, he had to have inspired some people who maybe took what he was doing the wrong way. You know, after Robin Williams hit the scene, it seems like a lot of people were like, oh, fuck. I can be as loud and obnoxious as I want and take up as much time. Well, you know. I, think, I think people were pushing it. You know, it's one of the great things about comedy and one of the reasons I love about, you know, talking about it or studying it. And by studying it, you know, it's not actually studying. It's just listening to yeah. things that I think are funny, yeah. which is also great. You're allowed I, to call that stuff. It is. It is. That's what, it's what I tell the tax people, so I write it off at the end of the year. <laughs> write off all those... CD. I had to buy the Groucho file on right. Amazon, and I'm writing it off because <laughs> I, it's, it's and it's now an, it's a learning aid. Of course, of it course is. it is. Yeah. Um, and I'm not joking about that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 wonderful. Be- I and mean, funny that I should bring up the Groucho thing because I see a couple of songs on this one uh-huh. that Groucho did. Really? Yes, like Show Me a Rose oh, okay. and Father's Day, which yes. I love. Both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think my love is waiting, although he might have sung that. I don't think so. What do you think his goal was with this album other than to collect a check? I, I don't get it. I think that's... You know, w- when you see things like this, yeah. you go... Well, somebody thought this was a good idea, mm-hmm. and it obviously wasn't. Right. On so many levels. Mm-hmm. I mean, but the cover on this yes. alone is just genius. That's and for those of you it. who haven't seen it, you have to see it. Because if anybody's seen, like, a bad acting headshot from the <laughs> 70s, where it's, here's what I look like. Here's me as the surly bartender, as the wacky ship's captain, as the mad doctor, as... A billboard, you know, I mean, whatever the fourth thing is, he's got about, what, 12 
12 <laughs> character pictures uh-huh. in which he's sweating in almost all of them. I, I don't think he could. I, I mean, the main one. one you can see, I mean, literally the, the cover of this looks damp. Yeah, yeah. Really but, but he's got them all. He's got like the uh, a, a saluting guy wearing a, a striped barbershop quartet jacket. Well done. The dandy wearing a boater and a tiny cane. <laughs> the lovelorn fools pricked his finger on a rose. The, uh, the schmucky um, uh, uh, poet philosopher holding a book like a, a violin as he reads through his uh, bifocals or his, his you know, half spectacles. The, the stupid artist cradling the <laughs> an hourglass, an outraged judge, I guess you'd call uh, it, yeah. a powdered wig. Mm-hmm, that's with, what it looks with, like. Yeah, um, an old, what is that? The, the It's like the Dutch boy on the paint it can. It kind of is, but retarded. And, well, I mean, not even retarded. I just think like fright wig, you know, like yeah. if, you know if, he, if he fell asleep yeah. for 30 years and woke up and mm-hmm. had long curly nails. Uh, folk singer, yeah. a, a, a ship's captain, mm-hmm. a, a man with a beret, <laughs> a man holding a tie, uh-huh. and somebody trying on a sweater that's too small for them, and the hat is on top of the neck hole where the head should be. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. hysterical. Yep. Um, but... They don't make them like this anymore. They, do don't, they don't make anything like this. But yes, I think the point of making this was is you see somebody who's a comedic talent who's not a stand-up. You yeah, know, you get yeah. a stand-up and you cut an album. Right. This is, well, we have Zero Mostel, <laughs> and he agreed to do something. Yeah. We have to give him things, because he's not a writer. Right. He's just this lunatic. Yeah. So let's give him songs, which he might not sing particularly well, but he'll add a lot of energy. Yeah. Or let's give him this creepy children's story, i.e. Uh, <laughs> Grinch's Stole Christmas, yeah. and see what he does with that. Mm-hmm. I think that's all you have. Mm-hmm. A tulip told a tale of a maid and a man who lived in a pea green boat. He was the captain's daughter, and she was the boy next door. A tulip told a tale of a maid and a man Who vowed they would never part The father objected to the son-in-law On the grounds that he was a bust The daughter said, Dad, he's a college grad A lad whom you can trust The captain yelled with lust He's a bust He's a boss. You know, anything else, you know, it's like, what, what are you going to have him do? Read the Canterbury Tales? <laughs> you know, it's like, no one's going to sit through that. I don't think he'd make it. No, no, he wouldn't. So. Yeah, the characterizations are very similar to the Grinch one, if we're going to compare oh, it to anything. Oh, well, I mean, you know. you know, the man was genius, but he yeah. did have, let's not say a limited vocabulary, but, right. you know, there are things he was paid to do. Yeah, yeah. Your bag of tricks, if you will. Ooh. As my only acting teacher once called right. it. Right, it was an awesome bag. Mm-hmm. You oh, know, yeah. Really well embroidered yeah. and held a lot of stuff. It really But, did. you know, I mean, he does what he does. Mm-hmm. But there's just a lot of, uh, I just, it, I love it. And I love it for many different reasons, but I don't know if I would have bought it. Like I'm trying to compare uh, who who now. Of course, you would have bought it. I mean, you like think? this is. The, I mean, I don't think know. back. This was to a point where people actually. But now again, I'm setting the wayback machine, boys and girls, <laughs> to a time before cassette tapes, because uh? that's what uh, that's what it all started to change. But when there were still albums and yeah. people couldn't rapidly reproduce and give away music, you actually bought. Music yes. and would save up money mm-hmm. to go buy music. Right? Is there wasn't this, a lot of other things to go buy, boys and girls. Is this Movies the thing, were cheap. And, is this my alternative to penny candy, though? Right? Well, yes. I, don't yeah, know. I mean, but but I mean that was it. I mean, you if you saw this, you if you saw this on the shelf, you'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna buy that. Probably. I mean, yeah, I guess at the time, I don't know who I, I mean. There had to the be 70s. people like me and you to keep, true. you know, this fringe. I mean, that's why there was a classical section sure. and a jazz section because there sure. were people who bought it. There weren't a lot, and that's right. why it was stuffed in the back right. and had a tank around it so that their music <laughs> didn't blend with the popular stuff, you know, right. filtering throughout the town. Because if you walked into a record store yeah. and heard. <laughs> 
You would have turned around and walked the fuck That's out true. again. That is true. You know? If you'd have heard this, though. Especially if it was me well, doing a bad imitation right. of a horn. Can we do that as an album? You can. All right. I can do my uh, harmonica imitation. Oh, do it. Please let's please. let's do a comedy on vinyl tribute to Stevie Wonder. Okay. And I can do all the little Stevie stuff. All right. Because I, I did one once live on stage. It was awesome. How was that? It was, well, it was in college where you could get away okay. with crap like that. Right. Because yeah. everybody was drunk or stoned yep. or both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And this is before all the horrible drugs came out, you know, before oh. you realized that prescription drugs were right there in your yeah. parents' house, and yeah. you could try them until somebody died, and then yeah. you back off a bit. Sure. It's a learning curve. Right. Yeah. Sorry, but... That's uh, okay. But zero. And, and, and in all of these pictures, I'd like to point out, he has awesome comedy hair. Yes, yes. Because Zero realized that a really horrible comb-over oh, is God. quite possibly one of the funniest things yeah. you can ever see. It's that one. Oh, best. this one. Holy and shit. And by that one, the one him cradling the hourglass. From a distance, I thought he was wearing a hairnet, which is why I was so confused. Right. That is clearly the most creative comb-over on the planet. Yeah, he's got it, I think, coming over and then forward, but yes. he's got all the strands just glued down and defined so perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, I think he had absolutely no hair on top at this point. It's all long. Because he had something similar in The Producers, but at this point he was 10 years older. Yeah. Already. Uh, give you a little perspective, kids. I think this was 1977. It doesn't say it on the album, mm. but I saw it online as 1977. That sounds good to me. All right, 1977 it is. Two years. No, same year, pardon me, is Star Wars. So if you had yes. to choose between this and Star Wars. <laughs> I would have gotten Star Wars. Well, okay. actually, the proof's in the pudding because I actually have the album of Star Wars. Which, what does it look like? The one that has the, the fold that folds out and it's just all the music. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. I think I also have one of those uh, kid the Wait, story Star one Wars ones. And, uh, well, uh, Jason, he's, he's not leaving. He's just rubbing his legs together and he's wearing jeans. That's what you're listening to. Um, but I think the most, and as much as I love talking about Zero Mostel uh, the comedian and like the actor and the performer as genius as he was in, in pretty much everything everything he was ever in um, oh there you go the story started yeah you got it right here really. yeah no I have the actual the soundtrack that's what it is okay. Star Wars very different and I would have taken Star Wars ten times out of ten over sure. Zero Mostel sure um, but yeah I think the most interesting thing and the one thing that it always came back to and as much as I love talking about how talented Zero was yeah. is um, the blacklist. Yeah. And it was one of the things that whenever, you know, I saw when my dad showed me a uh, funny thing happen on the way to the forum mm-hmm. or the producers um, or uh, I believe after uh, Rhinoceros, uh-huh. that was another one with him and Gene Wilder, right. uh, which they did the stage version of and then did a movie version of. And I would have loved to have seen... Zero turn into that rhinoceros on stage. Because uh-huh. I heard, because uh, Bill Ratner, who did a wonderful one man show at the Fringe Festival in Hollywood this just this past summer, uh, talked about how um, how he was influenced as an artist. Uh, Bill Ratner was, uh, aside from doing many of the voiceovers you've heard in everything, uh, I'll just geek out for one second uh-huh. to appeal to the nerd audience. He's the voice of Flint on G.I. Joe. Awesome. All right? The original Flint on G.I. Joe. Cobra's coming up over that ridge. Let's fire lasers <laughs> randomly around them. <laughs> that was him. Um, so uh, he talks about seeing him do that live on, on Broadway, I believe. That's awesome. And just it changed his life. You know, just uh-huh. ripping off his clothes and he had great, you know, uh, uh, makeup on, you uh-huh. know, all of his body. And he turned into a rhinoceros. I mean, it's live on Broadway. On stage. Yeah. yeah. Would have died to have seen that. You know, on, on film, it's, it's fun. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, yeah. it doesn't have that immediacy or the danger of watching somebody do it like really in front of you and then now he's running with the rhinoceroses and then or the rhinoceros eye uh-huh. and then you know just incredible but That's awesome but yeah so aside from that you know and the man was he's vaudeville he's stage and you can see it in everything that he does mm-hmm. you know he's just one of those people who's amazingly adept at taking something very big mm-hmm. and realizing that if you insert those moments of stillness you can make it work for screen either yeah. television or, or or film but um, but yeah, the, the blacklist, and that was the thing that my father always wanted to talk about. Is as you know, as terrible as it was, you know, or, you know, as wonderful, brilliant as he was, the most horrible thing was is that we should have gotten a lot more of his work. Right, right. And here is this brilliant man, being you know an artist being taken down by the government. Yeah, which. Very- 
which as much as I hate to say right now, you know, it's like you can almost see us going back to that again. For sure. For sure. And, you know, so I, I think, you know, as I just take a real serious tack here in this one, but, mm-hmm. you know, uh, as a harbinger of things to come, please, please, please remember Zero Mostel. Yeah. Um, and as much as we, uh, you know, love to m- remember some artists who have won awards, you know, Academy Awards, Lifetime Achievement Awards, whatever it is, who gave up names and things like that. People who remain nameless. We're alive. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you know, it's the people like Zero who are the true heroes. And, you know, anybody who's worthy of accolades is somebody who can maintain, you know, a comedic outlook and be such a brilliant performer after going through and realizing just how miserable human beings can be to one another, especially the ones yeah. who want to do nothing more than entertain and yeah. and and share something that they're good at, especially something that is literally only there for the benefit of mankind. Yeah. To either question or to celebrate or to or to divert for you know yeah. for two seconds something awakened for something so terrible. You know, like that's why as much as I might not like Tyler Perry movies or Adam Sandler movies mm-hmm. right now, you know, to give people something that they love to go to and laugh at for yeah. even an hour and a half or eighty minutes or two hours, whatever it is. You can't discount that part. It's yet. it's amazing, especially yeah nowadays when people are so full of fear and uncertainty about what the world is it's just I think it's just so great you know and and there's still I, enough cynical art that you need to balance it you need yeah, to balance well, it with stuff like that well because cynical is easy yeah you yeah. know and and God bless the person and I never say God bless ever which is a weird again so uh-huh. let's just go big up big up Let, let's, use, <laughs> let's use outdated Rastafarian term from the late 80s um to anybody who can make a fart joke in the or your shit joke or dick joke or whatever it is mm-hmm. in the face of horrible constrictive or, or whatever it is you know yeah. in the face of you know our modern sensibility now if you think you know liberals are too liberal or conservatives are too conservative to yeah. be funny or to understand to poke fun at yourself whatever side you're on to have somebody who can stand up there and do it and in that sense I can actually see somebody equating uh, Adam Sandler or mm-hmm. Tyler Perry to Charlie Chaplin right. because they do want to kick the ass of the establishment of a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yes, they are it, mm-hmm. but it's nice to see it, even if you know they're lower level. They're, they're the establishment within the anti-establishment. Yeah, so it's, and uh, as much as I, I I don't like it or like it, I you yeah. know I I still love what they do. Of I, course, I, you know I I love it. I love it. I love anybody who tries to make anybody laugh. It's right. great, especially if they don't do it well. And then I laugh even harder. Yeah. Because I'm like, thank God it's not me up there. <laughs> that was one of my favorite stories. I, uh, I think it was on The Moth, and I forgot who told it, but it was um, uh, Colin Quinn. I think it was Colin Quinn. Uh-huh. Talked about, somebody asked him to do a like a tribute or a roast at Robert De Niro's birthday, like down at his restaurant in Tribeca or some crazy ass. Fuck? Yeah, some crazy ass crap. Right. Like, so, and, and he wasn't, you know, he doesn't think of himself as anybody particularly special or famous or yeah. anything else. Yeah. He's like, why would he ask me to do this? So he goes up and he doesn't, and he didn't really know, and he was so flustered with it all and was on a short time frame where he had other stuff to do. And he goes up there and, <laughs> poor, poor guy, you gotta hear him tell it. It's absolutely just heartbreaking. Just wonderful storytelling, too. Mm-hmm. Is that he's doing this and it's half you know, insult, but he's also kissing his ass at the same time, so it's just really uncomfortable is what Mm -hmm. it is. And De Niro keeps looking at him, like, with that sour, like, who the fuck are you kind of look on his face, like, and why are you here? Like, who invited you? But who knows? I mean, he could have been the one who said it, just that he has that face. And all he can hear is the one person (laughs) laughing at the back of the room, Robin Williams. Uh, And apparently whoever he was with was like, go up there and help him. He's like, absolutely not! Are you kidding me? There's no way I'm going up there to help him. One, I'm enjoying this far too much. Because it's not me. And two, you know, like, what the hell am I going to do? You know, it's like, I'm going to toss a rock to a drowning man. I'm not helping. No, just let him do with it and and then I'll be it. Oh my! It's a great story. That's horrible. Again, if you and and not to plug something else, but Uh if you are a fan of stories, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, out there. The, the Moth is pretty great. And Bill Ratner, who I was talking about earlier, has won a whole bunch of times on the Story Slams. I hope to go one day and do something. I don't should. know. Make something up. Although you're not allowed to do that. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. It has well, to be real. Otherwise, what's legit. the point? That's no, it's got to be a real story. I like that. Father is Father's Day 
And I'm giving you a tie It's not too much I know It's just my way of showing you I think you're a regular guy Say that it was nice of me to bother But it really was a pleasure to do Ere that I was born I did not have a father That's why I'm so proud of you I have got a couple of good ones I'd like to tell. One about um, getting shot uh, in front of my parents really? in high school. Uh-huh. Yeah, by a plastic gun. Okay. It's really That's dramatic, fine. though. It's very funny. That's awesome. And the other one is uh, the last time I brought uh, marijuana overseas, which is when I was in uh, college. Uh-huh. And uh, I got hit by a minivan and then decided to smoke pot on the airplane. <laughs> Which, for all you boys and girls out there, I mean, this was before 9-11, uh-huh. you don't know. Don't, no, don't, no, 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 no. That's not an don't, option. Don't even think about anything even, like, and the story is relatively funny, but don't you dare out there, boys <laughs> and girls. And I mean, boys and girls of all ages at this one. Yeah. Because, you know, they got, they have that thing which looks through your clothes now. Yeah. Right. Which is creepy. Yeah, we're creepy. Yeah. Disgusting. It's just weird. Yeah, I don't mind personally because no. I think I'm being bombarded with so much radiation and things anyway. Like, That's what's true. Matter? That is true. But yeah, but anyway, yeah. To go get back to the serious stuff is uh, zero being blacklisted, and yeah. it's just you know the particulars of it are are just it's it's again it's again heartbreaking to see somebody who is taken out of their natural element because yeah. somebody somewhere says they might have seen them going into a meeting or putting themselves down on right. a list to talk about an idea. Yeah. Well, that's just the thing, is that the arts are such an easy fucking target for anything like that, for any kind of a witch hunt, because of what it is. Which right. is the expression of ideas and thoughts that might not be comfortable for most people. Right. And, I mean, all you have to... And the funny thing is, is, you know, all of this came out of trying to protect ourselves from communism. Meanwhile, yeah. you, you look at, you know, Russia, you know, well, they had the most oppressive artistic... You know, it yeah. was literally, it's you couldn't write anything. Right. If you didn't get it approved by the state. So, you know, you had only the, the things that were able to talk about certain things in a way that mm-hmm. you know, the, the higher-ups could. And they had like six or seven rounds of censors who yeah. would go, well, is there a way to look at it from this way? Right. No. Sorry, I'll do my evil Russian voice. Well, is there a way to look at it from this way? No, not. Konyeshna. That was good. You get a lot of work doing the Russian voice? No, not lately. <laughs> it would be better have more, but I'll take what I can get. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, let me. I, I, I was just looking up actually details about the blacklist as far as as far as, as, far as Jesus concerned. Christ for eight years. Yeah, he didn't. He, he wasn't on screen for eight years. Eight years, and I mean, he really didn't work for ten because uh-huh. the beginning of that was. I mean, that's what I heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father always rounded it up to ten years, I think, because it was more depressing. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's ridiculous. You know, and think about that nowadays. If you were to be taken out of the curve or taken out of the loop for eight years, you come back, people wouldn't know who the hell you were. Holy, holy shit. Okay, I, I want to read a little something off of Wikipedia. And yeah. I, again, to keep this in mind, yeah, this is t- off t- of Wikipedia. T- t- Bing! Wikipedia. Take it with a grain of salt, boys and girls, because anybody can change it. Zero Mostel was blacklisted for ten years. Also fought Gamera in a bloody battle in the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. It does say that, son yeah. of a bitch. Who won? Um, zero, actually. Of course. He's just the power. He's manic. This uh, one person recalls the proceedings thusly. It began with a committee's counsel immediately launching his attack. Mr. Mostel, are you or are you not a communist? Zero leaped out of his chair behind the counsel's table, knocking the microphones to the floor, and reached for the throat of the Huex attorney while shouting, That man called me a communist. Get him out of here. He asked me if I'm a communist. Get him out of here. The committee, committee was roaring with laughter. They were delighted. Here they had Zero Mostel all to themselves on stage in a private dining room. Zero went on playing and parlaying with them for at least 20 minutes, responding to their questions by reciting each amendment in the Bill of Rights. 
Finally, the HUEX lawyers cautiously said, Mr. Mostel, we know all about those amendments. We simply want to know, are you or are you not claiming the Fifth Amendment? He didn't ask Zero, are you or not, are you not a communist? He asked him, are you or are you not claiming the Fifth Amendment? What they said to, what they wanted to say, him to say was yes. After another ten minutes of sparring, Zero said, yes, I'm claiming the Fifth Amendment. So then they stopped it, and, uh, but yeah. But it didn't help. No, you know? And again, no. like, that's the thing, is you were damned if you did, and you were damned if you didn't. It was all up to some amorphous thing, which yeah. nobody, you either, you might have gotten a pass, you might not have. Mm-hmm. And no one knew what the deal was. Right. You know, right. so it really took, um, you know, uh, if you've ever seen the movie The Front, ladies and gentlemen, again, to, mm-hmm. to play comedy professor and branch out, I believe it's Woody Allen, and he didn't write it, but he plays the, the uh, fake writer that a bunch of blacklisted uh, writers in Hollywood went through to get their stuff published, and basically he was the one that told them all that it was the question that was offensive. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the answer. It's the question. It's how dare you ask? It's like uh, who is? What's the authority of this group to ask me this? Yeah, yeah. and that was really what it came down to. It's not whether or not I'm a, I'm a communist. It's who gives. It, who gave you the right to ask me that? Yeah. And I don't acknowledge, and whoever gave you the authority, I don't acknowledge them. Yeah. Yeah. The balls. The sheer balls that it took. On both ends. The shitty balls no, no, on the part I don't of McCarthy. the name of the writer, but it's killing me. But the balls on the part of, of the artists who would challenge that is amazing. I don't, I don't know if you'd find it in the same way now. Do I you think, think you more? would. More? I, think, I, I don't think more. I think it's the same. Yeah. I think the ones that you would expect to cave to save yeah. what meager empire, whatever else there were. And yeah. there would be some surprises on that list. For sure. Um, but I think most of the ones you think that would turn around and say, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck you to whether or not, is this a gay movie? Is this a racist movie? Is this a, a violent movie? Is yeah. this, or whatever it is, yeah. a TV show, a play, a sketch of uh, internet video, whatever it is, doesn't matter. Yeah. I think it's exactly the people you'd think to be the ones to say, it's whatever you think it is. Yeah. You know what? It is for kids. I know it's me naked uh, dancing for 20 minutes, <laughs> but it is for children if that's what, if children learn something from it. Yeah. It is whatever right, you right. think it is. For sure. I don't have to label it, even though I have to click on something on YouTube. Mm-hmm. To for you know whatever category that doesn't mean that's all it is. What I want to know is where's the video of you dancing naked for children? Um, <laughs> it's well, I mean, I'm wearing a puppet head. You can't really. Okay, is it JeremyGuskin.com or is that no, 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 no? no. Okay. Yeah, look, look up, uh, look up, um, look up Munchichi head with <laughs> genitals. <laughs> look that up. <laughs> I will. Hold on. I've got Actually, my phone. or or giant munchichi head with genitals. With genitals. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to be a little confusing. The things you're going to find. Or giant munchichi head genitals jiggling. I think that one's. Oh, there is that also. The, that's the top? Result, I didn't. Probably. I think that's somebody taping it and reposting. Oh, right off the screen. But you don't yeah. really have any power over right that. Right now, what are you going to so, do? Yeah. Well, do? I I did it. I, I know what I did, but you know. Sure. That's a different video. Of course. That's uh, If you want to see that one, that's uh, Giant Munchichi Head Seeks Revenge. Watch that one. Okay, And if I you like want to see a guy, a naked man in a Munchichi head, beat somebody to death <laughs> with, a, uh, with a golf bag. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, YouTube took that down because the Munchichi is a trademark thing, so... Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, if you blur that out, it'll be fine. Oh, that's sad. Draw a mustache on it, maybe. Oh, yeah, what if I do that? Say it's a Groucho head. Look, okay, so take that one. Look for Munchichi head in blackface revenge. <laughs> Look up that one. <laughs> um, we're really off topic, but that's because I don't know if this is an album that I you can we go to I think we were talking about censorship, and we I were. think that's very on topic. It, it's on topic Mostel. for Zero Must I'm, I'm going to do... I, I take I off don't, the specific album. I'm, I'm going to make two... Because I don't really know a lot of these uh, these Song. songs well, but right. there are two that I know. I know Fight On for Tannenbaum, which is pretty good. Uh-huh. Um, but the two that I know very well um, are uh, Show Me a Rose, which I love, and uh-huh. Father's Day, which I think is hysterical. And I send to my father every year uh, Groucho's version. Uh-huh. I really should send him uh, Zero's version next year. So don't listen, Dad, because yeah, you won't know what seriously. you're getting. Paul Guskin, do yes. not listen. And Show Me a Rose is very funny. Uh, but Father's Day is... Do you send him a tie funny. with it? No. No. Okay. That would be great. But it would no, be good. No. Yeah. So that's all I have to say about that. Zero Mustel sings Harry Ruby's Songs My Mother Never Sang. And uh, track one is I Was an Incubator Baby. <laughs> okay, I will admit, that's a hell of a way to start off. It's really the best. Yeah. It's the best first 
thing to put up there. It's wonderful. It's the best tune of them all, also. That's right, yeah, and all the other <laughs> all the other titles could be Gershwin songs. You wouldn't know. Right. But you know you, get to it. you know the Ira didn't come up with I was an incubator baby. <laughs> which is awesome. There there's still there's so much passion behind everything that's that, like that's kind of what carries it. Oh, this so enthusiasm. Good. And again, like I said, no no uh no cynicism. Whatsoever, it's just this is funny because I'm being an ass, you know, uh, and I, I I value that, I value that considerably. I always thought Zero was one of those people who was, he's the true essence of an entertainer. He yeah. was an actor, but he was an entertainer. You right. Know, he could sing. He could dance. He could. He could. I mean, he could do everything. Something really bothered me once. I was actually we talked about my first act. She was technically my second acting teacher earlier. We had to bring in samples of our favorite acting. People brought in fucking. You, you can guess. Probably there's probably Pacino in there. De Niro. Somebody brought in Christopher Walken. She got to slam that down. I brought in <laughs> the the producers with Nero, the whole Nero bit, and like it was interesting to listen to people. People loved Gene Wilder, but she, even she wasn't really into Zero Mostel. Really, and that really upset because he's quote unquote over the top. But with in context, sure, I didn't show him the full nine, the full movie. You know. In context, it's perfect. And I still think... I don't know. To me, it still holds up. That kind of... It's, over the top seems like a kind of a cop-out. Well, I mean... You know? I think it's easy to say a comedic performance is over the top. Yeah. Because that's kind of what it has to be. It has to be larger than life. Yeah. Right. But he does it so well. And he never plays anything that doesn't seem like it's within the world. Yeah. Right, right, right. Exactly. You know, even when he's being gross with the old ladies and yes. the producers. You know? Yeah. He's just like, that's what he's got to do. I hate to see a fellow use a bad verb Or make an adjective out of an adverb But purists will forgive me generously If I abuse and use a word like thusly Hold me thusly Without regard to syntax, dear, we have naught to fear, for we're in love. Kiss me muchly, my promise, dear, right here I give. Splitting an infinitive won't get you in Dutchly. Be yourselfly. But I mean, there are plenty of parts where I can, where I get chills, where I get a genuine emotional feeling from what he does, and that is that not the point? Yeah, you know, he's. I mean, I don't care what. I mean, not to poo-poo your teachers. No, it's fine. It's sensibility. Fine. But I mean, I think he's a brilliant actor. You know, I mean, he's able to convey so many things, and he can, and he switches. And he switches from one thing to the next yeah. so well. Yeah. You know, he can do manic to sweet right. within right. a half a second. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's Michael Jordan in the end. Yes. You know, that type of, you know, Michael Jordan almost seemed to get faster when he cut the other way. You uh-huh. know, the same thing with Zero Must, though. You know, I mean, he would get almost more realistic the crazier he got. Right, right. I, I, I... <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. It just it bothers me to hear that. I mean, people, we now sort of think that we're more sophisticated so that every generation of actors thinks that we've improved on the art somehow. I don't, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't think American acting has really improved in the last 40 to 50 years. Right. You know, we're pretty much doing what we saw people do before us. And yeah. we're just, you know, doing it a little bit more or trying something a little bit less or yeah. whatever it is. You know, we haven't dumped everything to go to a, a totally over-the-top style. And because... We sort of have this deluge of things that are instantly available to us. You can have something that's, you know, campy and over the top, followed by something that's over the top and dramatic, yeah. you know, with you know, overscored and severe lighting and yeah. over the top comedic, and you know, you get a little bit of everything. Right. You know, you know, even the fringe stuff is mainstream. Mm-hmm. You have like a nerdy show like The Big Bang Theory that people actually watch. It's like yep. really people understand these comments. Right. All right. I wonder if they do. They do. Yeah. People love that show. It's, I, can't I mean, watch it's that got show. some great writing in it. I can't watch it. Oh, it's very good. They're stereotypes. They're boring. For me, it's a stereotype I don't want to watch. Right. Well, I'm surrounded by MIT people all day, yeah. so you okay. know what's the point? Now, wherever they go, they're like the California Institute of Technology. I don't know. I go. think they all do a lovely job on this program. 
That's so. What he's saying is, what's the name of who's your agent? Oh, uh, 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 Gettys okay. and Gettys. Yes, oh. yeah, Gettys. Yes, it's great. So that get him a job on the show. Yeah, like they need more nerdy types on that one. Maybe, maybe they need an Indian. Mm, a real, or a I think Middle they've Eastern already got a, got a real one. Yeah, but yeah, he's one of the main ones. Right? Maybe they. Yeah. I'll do the I'll do the Russian accent. I'll yes. Do the Russian. Okay. Russian physicist. What do you do? Hit with stick. <laughs> well, you, uh, what do you do with plutonium? You jam in there. Push. Push with finger. Then wipe off on uh, lead. They could bring. First of all, Yakov Smirnov needs a resurgence. <laughs> you could be his son. That would be awesome. I could play, or just as a lab system. Right. Right. That would be very good. Um, I'm getting Sorry, a call from my sister. It's my pacemaker. Oh. Oh, why is my sister calling your pacemaker? Oh, I thought that's what my my bell was buzzing. Sorry. Yeah, my fault. Um, yeah. So, I, I, are we at? I don't know what the time. What what our time frame? We're at thirty five minutes, everybody. No, that's fantastic. So, in case you are already, you know, keeping track of time and waiting until this it. would be over, um, the. Uh, I don't know. There's not. I guess there's not a whole. There's not a lot to say specifically about this album, but well, I, I mean, feel like we've talked about him. All. The, the songs are very funny, you know, and mm-hmm. he does them very well. But again, it's not his material. Right. He didn't write any of them, so right. it's really just him singing them. And again, it's great. You know, mm-hmm. I can talk about Groucho singing one of those songs for about as long as this. For sure. It's funny, and they're yes. very cute, yeah. and they're for old people. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. I I recommend the this this record label still around. I feel like something like this could, uh, if, if they if they if they put a digital version out of it, uh, out of this, yeah. people, people might buy it. Why not? Uh, I, mean, I, I feel like there are weird things like anything, the, that's what I'm saying. Right? Like I kind of I was thinking about this the other day as I was looking at this. I'm like, wait, Vanguard. I should look them up. I look them up. They still exist. They still do comedy, yeah. and it feels like a thing that uh, just to let. It's out there. Why not let somebody pay maybe 50 cents for well, an MP3 of it? Did, did you go on their website? Do they have any downloads or things like uh, that? They do, but just not of not of their back catalog. You oh, know? Well, then, out of right. Stuff. Where's the back catalog, asses? And that's what I'm thinking about doing. Yeah. I, I thought about saying... And not know, to say the people at Vanguard are asses. No, it's no, that no. we like this old stuff. Exactly. And, I mean, it's got to be sitting there somewhere. Just yeah. put it, you know... G- Put it in your laptop and burn to die to yes, and then you know you yeah. sell it to us. And Goodbye. you know what? Here, here, here's an argument for some, listening to something like this. It cost me this. Well, actually, this one cost me more than the other one. So this cost me six dollars. But oh. you, know, you go to some places, you, you're going to get an LP for for two dollars. Yep. And a lot of these I buy for a dollar fifty, two dollars. It's worth the money unless you're absolutely poor, which I get because I've been there. But uh, you should you should just listen to things that look interesting to you. If it sucks, make a podcast about it and complain. If you like it, you know, tell people, which yeah. is what I'm doing. I just happen to do that in a podcast. This is, I mean, you know, I, I want to explore. So we found a couple of things we like. You found a present for your dad. You're going to send your dad a song. Yeah, well, it's the same song I send him every year. Matter, somebody new singing it. Much more. Thing, which would be nice. I was an incubator, baby. <laughs> you should send him that one, too. I don't think he's going to like it. No, I, I, I really, that kind of makes me happy. Um, and that's the point. Isn't it, Jeremy? Yes. At the end of the day? And that's where we get back to the entertainment thing. Yeah. Making people happy. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? You were just on General Hospital. I was just on General Hospital. Would I like to plug? No, I'd like to plug nothing. I have nothing. It's been sparse lately, ladies and gentlemen. It's just fine. Do you want to reverse plug the things you've done? You did Uncle Jeremy's Smile Hour? Yes, here I did at the a French show Festival? that might be coming back to the Hollywood area. Uncle Jeremy's Smile Hour. It's a 45-minute romp. It was hilarious. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, I mean, I saw it on previews. Yes. We got better as we went on. <laughs> but episode one was Hello... And episode two, I believe, will be Shapes. Nice. I'm frightened already. So it should be fun. We'll have some reoccurring guests and some new ones. I actually was was, uh, reminded of it quite a bit when I saw the Tony Clifton show last night. Very similar goals. Nice. Tony Tony Clifton. There it is. I I got to see. It was a good three and a half hours of uh, N-bombs and J-bombs. Sweet. F-bombs. Every word that you can imagine. It was amazing. A lot of bombs. It was brilliant. It was, it was wonderful. It was one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. Nice. And, and I'm sorry, but I missed, and I've been dying to see, but it sold out instantly, was uh, this old murder house from Austin, Texas, doing um, Jurassic Park Live. That would be which so Which I heard was just absolutely freaking incredible. They even added a late night show, which I unfortunately couldn't go to because I had to teach at 7.30 in the morning and had a voiceover audition for something pretty good. Really? Yeah, good copy this time. But yeah, so Jurassic Park Live... Um, this old murder house. I'm sorry I missed you guys. You guys are listening to Regrets Plugs. Things yeah, we didn't get to see. It's, um, we really wish we had. We wish we had seen that. But yeah. do go watch the Tony Clifton show if you're here in L.A. Because it's going to be here for several more weeks. Mm. So 
and, and it's funny. Uh, and it, there, there are benefits. It actually has a uh, there's there's a charity. And you won't involved. hear this in time, but a drinking game. Yes, a tonight? drinking game tonight. Tonight, yes. and it's uh, Ferris, Bueller. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So if you're hearing this, you're already too late. Yep. Once so. you so uh, so buy your tickets for the next one. Yep. Which I believe will be this sounds like a Mr. Show sketch yes, right now. Yes, it does. Which well, our next one, which will be uh, Blazing Saddles, yep. won't it? Well, that'll be fun. Yeah, I have no idea who's playing who. I'll play. Anybody. We don't know. Yeah. No, I. Me too. Although I. I just I gave up. I want to do uh, the treasure. I want to do gold hat on treasure of the Sierra Madre. Really? Yeah, badges. We don't need those thinking badges. Which I, I thought that was originally written for Blazing Saddles yeah. until I saw Treasure of the Sierra Madre, right. and I literally I freaked out. I was like, "Oh my god!" Mel Brooks is even smarter than I thought he was. Well, there's probably a lot of people who thought uh, you can go to UHF and make the same thing because they make the same joke in UHF. So there's probably a lot of people who saw UHF thought it was from. There first, yeah. Then saw Blazing Saddles, thought it was from there, and then Probably maybe not. saw Treasures of Sierra Madre. So that's 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 really that's twice removed from yeah, the original joke. It's pretty funny. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's good stuff. It is good. Well, everybody, listen to comedy. Listen yes. to Zero Mostel. Yeah, honestly, though, if if you've never seen Zero Mostel, because he's not going to get a lot of exposure in your little world, probably. Watch the producers. Oh, absolutely. If you can find Dewberry was a lady, it's worth it. He's a small part in it, though. He does a very good uh, Maurice Chevalier, however. It's very good. It's dead on. And uh, uh, there will be clips of this in the, in the episode, which you've already heard. So why I'm telling you that, I don't know. But there's always a link on the fucking website to buy these albums. Oh, I dropped an F-bomb. Yeah, it's all right. We've done a couple. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. It's inappropriate. It's been, they've been sparse. Yeah. I'd say, and only for effect. Yeah. 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 <laughs> In the foothills of Nebraska, six or seven thousand miles from Alaska, there's a college gaining fame by the name of Tannenbaum. When the football season is here, the students get together and cheer. Fight on for Tannenbaum. Be there in the spot to give all you've got for Tannenbaum. Out the campus. In the classroom, fight, fight, and do it with all of your might. Right, be there to do your share. Regardless if you resign through a guam, give your might for and fight for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten and five. Yeah, go, yeah, and, and yeah, if you have to see a, a Mostel, I'd say Producers is just fantastic. Yeah. Funny thing happened on the way to the forum is not bad. And if you no. can actually find Phil the, Silvers uh, is in that too. Yeah, if you can find the video version of uh, Rhinoceros, it's not bad. I mean, definitely worth seeing. Um, I can't think of anything else that, I could, that I've seen with any regularity off the top of my head. City Slickers, Josh Mostel. Yeah, no, not 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 necessary. I mean, great for I mean, good for him. Sure, but yeah. not not and zero. David Pamer. Not zero. Can we get I David like, Pamer on this? David show? Pamer would be awesome. I have a slew of questions to ask him. Do you have anybody who knows shit, David Pamer? David Pamer, if you're out there, we'd really like you to come on the show because you're fun. Yeah, you're... I'll, I'll just ask questions about Mr. Saturday Night if that's Will okay. You? All right, that's worth it. I'll, I mean, I can keep it to one. Give me one thing. Yeah, I'll keep it to one. Just talk about that. I could do it. Could we talk about how his brother should have been in the Three Stooges? Um, the other Pamer, who looks a lot like Larry. Oh, yeah, he does yeah, look looks a lot, like and he does Larry. a very good impression. Yeah, yeah. Really? He did that impression on, on, on Mad About You once. Oh, wow. Yeah. Larry? That's hard to do. Yeah, he nailed do you know, it. Uh, you know who is Larry, and I found this out only after the fact? He's it's, like uh, Ren and Stimpy? Uh, what, what, um, what? Do you remember Ren and Stimpy? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Stimpy. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's Larry. You're right. I mean, it's dead I on. Read. Yeah, you're when right. When you hear yeah, it, it's yeah. dead on. It's freaky how he hears it. That's pretty yeah, good. It's Billy weird. West is a genius. Yeah, Billy West, if you're out there, come on the show, too. Yeah, come on the show. We'll ask you only questions about that and mm-hmm. Futurama and anything else we can dig up between them. And, and Phil Hartman. And Phil Hartman. I will bend his ear. Con- oh, by the way, congratulations to Phil and Hartman. congratulations to Phil Hartman on the Canadian Walk of Fame. Yes, I'm very excited about that. So, yes, that that, that happens this year. And then uh, they're going to start working on the Hollywood one. And he'll get it eventually. Yeah, he will. Well, apparently there's just a shitload of people that... That are already behind it, and right. they can and, get the money. And of so. course, you know, if the situation wants one, Phil Hartman has to wait. Yep, yep, of course. There will be a star that says the situation on it, I will just so you people understand that. And there'll be a TV above it, or possibly a microphone, which will be even more frightening. Yeah. Here, how's that for a harbinger of things to come, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> huh? A guy could put on the turban and got the crystal ball out, right? <laughs>
I, I can tell you what Hollywood will look like in the future. It's pretty much the same, oh, just God. a lot more depressing. Can we have a separate one, like a reality walk of fame? No, no, no. They have the uh, uh, Skid Row. TCM does their um, silent movie, the, the classic film festival, every year. Uh-huh. And i got to tell you, it brings out the best of old Hollywood. It's wonderful. Yeah? Yeah. Alright, that's worth it. Another plug, ladies and gentlemen, for something that I'm in no way connected with. <laughs> Turner fact, Classic Movie. Turner Classic Movie. Your tickets for that are too damn expensive. Oh, that's... I funny. teach at the High School for the Arts and uh, do so in the film department from time to time there. Give us some free tickets. Can I please take these kids to see some real films? And so when Clooney. I ask them what the greatest classic movie is they've ever seen, they don't give me things oh, no. like oh. the second Indiana Jones movie. Christ. All right? At least they're trying and reaching a little bit. But well, please, good God. it's nightmarish. And they must beg you constantly, when are we going to get to meet Nick Clooney? Like, they must ask you that all uh, the time. Constantly. Yeah. I don't know who that is. Is he still George Clooney's dad? No, I'm kidding. All right. Just saying, he's no, not a big guy. No, Rosemary Clooney's the one. But yes, she's there's not, the one you want. But she wasn't on TCM, unless you count White Christmas. No, I count that. All right, it's a great movie. Rosemary, I count. Yeah, I love Rosemary Clooney. Absolutely. Yeah, so, Rosemary Clooney, if you're listening. So, with a podcast that starts with Zero Mustel, we end with Rosemary Clooney, and their boys and girls, is the grand circle of entertainment. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm uh, at jklam, J-K-L-A-M-M. That's too complicated. Jeremy Guskin. And I don't really write anything on Twitter, so if you'd like to find uh, follow me, that's fine, but I don't really recommend He's on Facebook. Facebook, I'm a little more entertaining. I, I, I can't like do it. Page up there, right? I subscribe to like Albert Brooks and Gary Shannon. I don't yeah. know how they do it. It's it's constant, and it's yeah. almost, it almost gets to the point where it's annoying. Yeah. They're all funny. Don't sure, get me wrong. Sure, but, but I'm like inundated with it. It's why I like the Onion. It mm-hmm. should come out once. It's like it comes out once a week. Mm-hmm. That's why I like getting the paper. I don't look at the updates online. Right. Just get the paper. So once a yeah. week, it's ah, look at that, and then that thing, and then I'm done, and yeah. I can wait until the next Thursday. I mean, I love Albert Brooks. I was just talking about his comedy. Mm-hmm. He's another wonderful voiceover person. Um, uh, Paul Eiding mm-hmm. but yeah no they're both brilliant but it's just I can't you know like when if mm-hmm. you want to tweet you can't keep up with those people no absolutely it's, not it's unf- there's no point honestly there's no point in following yeah. either of us on Twitter I mean if I had enough money where I could sit around and just tweet for a while for sure like whatever Steve I'm Martin, looking at it'd be fantastic Steve Martin published his tweets you know I saw it the other day in the store he has a book that's just yes. his tweets yes so yeah. you see there it is they're good though to I'm, be I'm fair sure. so they're but, really good so are Albert Brooks's so are Gary Shandling's they're all I mean Louis C.K. all those guys they got they do some great to be fair things. if you've been writing for 40 years yeah. one hopes you can do it in 140 characters and just blow everybody else out of the water but yeah, it, but it gives you hope yeah I guess I mean they're like, but it's I like guess. our equivalent of you know haiku it is wow we've gone a lot of places today Jeremy yeah we're all over the map but uh, thank you guys for listening, and have a good thing. I knew the moment that I met her That it was forevermore Now I look back and see Why my life used to be so empty for me before I was an incubator baby And she was the girl next door. Comedy on Vinyl is recorded at Fort Awesome Studios in beautiful downtown Burbank, California. Our producer is Mike Warden, our host is Jason Klom, and he's also the editor. Comedy on Vinyl is a stolen dress entertainment production. You can check out all of our other podcasts, books, videos, other audio stuff, probably some writing, at StolenDress.com. And uh, please check out Comedy on Vinyl at Facebook.com slash Comedy on Vinyl, Twitter.com slash Comedy on Vinyl. And please subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us highly, and spread the word. Thank you so much for listening to Comedy on Vinyl this week, and have a very good thing.